Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. It's me, G, and I am here with Ola. Hi. And Betty. Howdy. And how are you girls doing today? <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> I'm That's great. It. I'm really good. That's good. I'm happy. Howdy. I'm... <laughs> Howdy, I'm just Amazing. mixing it up. I love it. Good for you. Anyway, G. Yeah, so we're we're all in a little bit of a silly mood tonight. I feel like we can definitely thank a little bit of wine to contributing for that. But hey, you're doing a podcast oh, no. about porn. Wine just comes with the territory. Absolutely. <laughs> love me some wine. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Stay You Swear by Megan Brandy. And I personally loved this book. So I think to get things kicked off, we'll just start out with a bit of a rating from all of us. So I'd say I'd definitely give this book a really solid 4.5 because the emotions were there. You know, you felt everything. But I do feel like there were maybe just a couple of things that could have been cleared up just a wee bit better. And how about you, Ola? How do you rate it? Mine was in between a 3.5 and a 4. I agree with you that there were some things that needed to be cleaned up. So, but it was an incredible book, just not my type. I felt like emotionally drained afterwards and slightly incapable of living for a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) See, that's where you and I differ because I would write a book higher for making me feel like that. But whereas you're like, no. I crying and I was like bawling my eyes out (laughs) after that book. At the end, it just destroyed my soul. Alrighty, and how about you, Biddy? Has to be a five from me. Oh, bloody home run, this bitch! Nice, nice. <laughs> it's happened. It was, it's happened. Episode five, we're at a home run. Episode five, five stars. That's some serendipitous exactly. shit right there. That's magic. <laughs> it's just the perfect combination of plot, smart character development, strong female lead love it yeah it's a bit of me nice nice yeah it is and it is quite smutty there are only like a few actual sex scenes throughout it but there's like sexual tension throughout the whole book which is yeah so i feel like megan brandy queen of the teas yeah major sweat Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a slow burn so good Alrighty, and so I'll just get started on giving a little bit of a recap of the plot. Um, Before I get started, do just want to warn everybody that there will be major spoiler alerts. So if you haven't read the book already, which you really should have because it's on Kindle Unlimited and it's amazing, uh, go away, read it now unless you want the whole thing to be spoiled for you. Alrighty, and so basically our story starts with this girl, Ariana. She has a twin, Mason, and she's got her friends, her and Mason's friends, Cam, Brady, and and Chase. So Ariana, or Ari, or Ari, has been pretty much in love with Chase for like as long as that, as she can remember, but her twin, Mason, has always been sort of like, don't, don't go near my sister, dude, like... And really, like, weird, like, guyish about it. Can I just say something? Betty hates, like, the whole protective, possessive shit. And her brother was possessive as fuck. So I'm surprised that you rated this a five. Okay. Because that was on another level, his possessiveness. Mason's weird. Mason's weird. Okay. He's just just starting to unravel. We're starting to unravel. But it wasn't about him, so it was fine. He was just like a weird side character, and I don't know why you cared so much about who his sister was sleeping with. But you hated That's it. That's weird didn't to you? me. Well, no, it's just weird. Like, why do you care? Like, who cares that much about who they're sleeping as? Like, siblings are sleeping with. Yeah, it, just like let it go. It was very strange. It was very very strange. Okay, wait. So getting, See, so- I loved it. I was like, oh my god, yes protect her do it see and i feel like as well like i'm in between you guys again because i'm like oh he's really possessive that's kind of weird but then he shows like a lot of growth throughout the book so i'm like oh that's like nice like he is an actual character but he only shows he only shows growth when no one Um, gets involved yeah when his when her love interest like 
adheres to his like bizarre rules that he holds mm. over his sister yeah. so is, is it growth or is he just found someone to appease him and it's growth nature? i'm backing this guy up it's growth i love me a possessive man get on it <laughs> all right and so basically we've got these five friends they've like been best friends since they were in like primary school elementary school and they're about to head off to college so at the beginning of the summer, their parents, as a graduation present, have gifted them a beach house that's been in the family for like for yonks and yonks for back when their parents were were growing up. And so, who does that? I know. I'm jealous. I'm Imagine so jealous. that. Imagine that. And it, it sounded amazing too. Read the book purely for the beach house because it sounds lit. I <laughs> yeah. want that. Yeah. So yeah, basically their parents, happy graduation, hands them a deed with five names written on it. So they're all heading out to the beach house and they're going to have a good time. And so... Not a good business idea, by the way. What? Do not sign a lease with, with five people. <laughs> That's nuts. I was just thinking that, but I was like, do I really want to say it? Because what if people have done that? <laughs> but that's the whole point as well, is that like, it's not meant to be like for like a business or an asset. It's meant to like keep them all together as they grow older, which is quite sweet. But then you always My do My grandparents think, like, decided to do that. Did they? With their place, yeah. They're sharing it with the kids and they're like, you better not sell it so that everyone has a place to turn up to so that you can all get together. So I kind of get that. It reminded me of that, actually. But yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of idea. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, and they're on the beach, they're having fun, they're on vacation, and they're looking forward to starting college in this, like after the summer. And so Ari starts to get, you know, more and more flirty with Chase. You know, she starts pushing some boundaries, testing the limits, she's towing the line, and then eventually they both end up crossing the line and she loses her virginity to him on the beach, very poetic, in the moonlight. Shivers, honestly. And having sex on the beach is the worst idea ever. <laughs> the sand situation is horrific. So I'm really proud of them for pulling through that. That's that's what I thought about when I read that bit. Nice, nice. And that was her virginity as well. So she had sand like, and can her you virginity. Imagine the sand everywhere, like getting sand out of your ass crack after you lost your virginity. Not fun. Also, no one seems to bring up the fact that on this casual walk to the beach, he just had a condom in his pocket. Yeah, that's a good point. And I feel like <gasps> that's another thing that we can talk about with Mic like drop. <laughs> that's, that's another way that we can mention um, the double standard of like Mason and the boys being super protective over Ari and Cam is that like it's mentioned multiple times that like they've had girlfriends, they sort of play around because they were always like super popular football players in high school. Whereas Ari's like an 18 year old virgin. Her brother's been fucking for years. <laughs> And so, okay, where was I at? So Chase and Ari and Ari have sex on the beach, classic. And the next day, <laughs> so they stay up all night talking in front of the fire pit, you know, like they're getting friendly. She, she's like, oh my God, this is my dream come true. I've been in love with this guy for years. He's finally noticing me. Like my brother's best friend, like it's going to happen. They're kind of cuddled up a little bit. Her brother Mason walks out. Chase instantly jumps up Mason's all like what the fuck is going on here and Chase is like no no nothing man nothing and then so she's like what the fuck this is super weird why doesn't he I love, love your me mad voice I'm in character okay this is a performance I love it. no please yeah. I am I'm so enthralled I can't remember what was happening no I can okay yeah so <laughs> So Ari is super, like, hurt by this. She's like, okay, like, maybe he's just not, not ready to tell Mason yet about us, you know? Like, like surely he's not going to just, like, ditch me after this. Like, we're, we're a unit, the five of us. Like, surely he wouldn't have taken that step with me if he knew that, you know, shit, shit was going to get real. And then, so eventually shit just keeps on getting worse and worse. And then I think it's, like, the next day and they start to talk about it, and then he says that it was a mistake, and she's crushed. Oh, and he just crushes her little heart into a, a million pieces. Yeah, That's so Classic. cool after it's you lost so your virginity. Cool. I mean, oh, I just, I skeeved when I read that bit. I was like, you're not a good person. Yeah, and, like, the five of them are meant to be, like, best friends. Like, surely he would he would look past Mason like not being cool with it at the start rather than making her feel like that. Like that's so much worse than anything that he could do by like giving her a shot. 
and yeah, so anyway, she's she's crushed, she's ruined, so she packs up and she leaves the next day because she's like, fuck this, fuck this dude, can't be around him at the moment, you know, just need to get out of my head, need to get some space, and her and Cam go home. And then it pretty much cuts to the beginning of the college year, and so her and Cam have settled in, they're doing great, but Arya's like... She's just avoiding hanging out with everybody. She can't even see Chase at all because she's just crying herself to sleep overnight. She's going night. through breakup mode. Yeah, yeah. Every night she's just like crying herself to sleep. She's just tormented. Cam's getting super worried and also starting to feel, I don't know, I guess kind of weird about it because the five of them have been such good friends for so long and Cam just feels so weird like hanging out with all of all of their friends when Ari's not there. And so Arya's sort of like, okay, I gotta like pick myself up. I gotta get going. You know, I gotta get my shit together. So she decides to go out one night with Cam and the guy that Cam is seeing, and she's dancing and she's having a good time. She's had some tequilas, you know. She's at a college bar. Apparently, college bars are just accepting fake IDs, even though you would think that college bars would be <laughs> the ones trained to recognize fake IDs the most. And so she's dancing, and then this this body comes up behind her, and she's all like, ooh, man, this man is moving Ooh, how I'm yeah. moving. You know, she's getting really into it. And she's all like, I have to see him. And then after the song, by the way, the song that is mentioned is God is a Woman by Ariana Grande. <laughs> and that's the song that Wonderful her song. and this man are dancing to. And she turns. Beautiful song. And she looks up and she looks up, she looks up. And it's Noah, our MVP. Noah. The guy who she met on the beach? The guy who, and yeah, so Noah, she, so she met Noah very briefly while they were at the beach at a bonfire. He threw a football, it hit her in the head. Love at first sight. But obviously. That's a meat cute. That is That's a meat cute. That is. That, that is, is a, a meat cute. cute. <laughs> we're going to start using some serious terminology in this podcast. <laughs> meat cute is the first one, so write it down. Yep, yep. We'll add that to our glossary. Okay, yep, so. But at the time, obviously, Arya's sort of like, oh, like, oh my god, this is a guy now is like super nice. But she's obviously still like, she's still in love with Chase because it's before the it's the, the pre virginity loss on the beach. It's before the it's before the sand and the ass crack. And so, flash forward back again, you know, she's dancing, she's having a great time with Noah, and then her and Noah sort of start like hanging out a little bit, you know, like he starts, you know, he drives her home that night. He gives her somebody to talk to about Chase and she just feels good about it because she feels like she can't vent to Cam or Mason or Brady because they're all part of the same group. She doesn't really have any other friends in this new place. And so Noah is like one of the first friends that she makes. And so Noah is also a senior in college and he is the captain of the football team that Mason, Chase and Brady all play on. Um, of course. Yeah, So and they, they respect him. They're like, yeah, cat, cat, cat. cat. Yeah, they love him. Yep. Yeah. And, um, oh, Noah. Noah. Oh, God. My Noah. heart bleeds oh my for God. Noah. My heart. I like, I can't. I'm going to start crying I love now. Noah. He's oh. my favorite. <laughs> he is officially my favorite book boyfriend. I may not have rated this book as highly as the other two, but he is the most perfect book boyfriend that has ever been written, ever. <laughs> so, do you, you ever. rate, so you rate the book a 3.75, but you rate, but I rate Noah him like a, a 10. <laughs> I rate him a 250 because that guy is like the sweet. He never fucks up. Never. He's great. He doesn't. He doesn't fuck up. Like. He's amazing the whole time. I want to marry Noah. (laughs) Like, where's my Noah? (laughs) Noah, if you're out there, call me. I'll just Instagram me. I got you. Okay, so. Yeah, her and Noah start to get closer and closer. He teaches her how to cook, which is, like, super sweet because everybody thinks that she's, like, a really bad chef and she, like, burns everything. But he's, like, helping her out. It's very, it's very adorable. Everything they do together is adorable. And they're just sort of, like, taking it, like, very, very slow. Like, they both sort of know that there's, like, an attraction he- here and there. You know, there's a lot of, like, lingering glances and, like, you know, accidental, not quite accidental touches, you know, while they're cooking. You know, a lot of reaching around people, for things in the kitchen and when they're when they're cooking the peppers is like a huge thing it is the crushed red peppers the crushed red peppers <laughs> which in just, in australia and in new zealand that's chili just by the way in case you're wondering what that means <laughs> but um yeah no it's like a huge thing throughout the book because it's like one of the ways in the future once mm-hmm. g gets into it 
that things start to unravel. Yeah. Is the crushed red peppers. That's right. Yeah. And so they're just really sort of getting in a groove. They seem to have this thing where, like, they can communicate without talking. Like, obviously, she's still not feeling very good about Chase. And at this point, her and Noah, Noah's just, like, her super supportive friend. And so... You know, she sort of starts to hang out with her old friends again, trying to get into it. And Noah's, like, always there being really supportive and just follows her lead and, like, encourages her to make her own decisions to make her happy rather than keeping everyone else happy, which is great. And so she starts to get a little bit more real, you know, and then eventually she asks Noah if he's ever going to kiss her. And then he's like, Ooh. oh, that's another thing as well. I forgot to mention this. So their nicknames for each other are Romeo and Juliet. So cute. I actually hated that I so much. I love it. I really love it so it. much. No. Oh, I think it's so sweet. I love Romeo and Juliet, but it just drives me nuts when people do that. And it's because I've seen it happen in real life. So it just, for me, it's cringe. If, if anybody called their partner Romeo or Juliet in front of me, I would probably vomit into my mouth. Yeah, so that's why for me it's cringe because I've seen it happen so many times. Yeah, it's, it's been I'm ruined like, for you. The issue. The issue with those nicknames for me is they're like real names. <laughs> so you've just renamed your partner. <laughs> oh because my god, Betty! <laughs> no, I spend a majority of the time calling her Juliet. Like, I don't think he ever calls her Ari. Like, he's, he's, he's just renamed her. <laughs> imagine that, imagine yeah, whereas at the beginning, she was like all Romeo, Romeo, and then it just didn't happen again until the very end of the book. Yeah, well, she heard, And I was actually her, thinking that as well. Yeah, because her name for him, like, on her phone is Romeo. But that's like different. But yeah, imagine yeah. if you were like, imagine no, just, was you just wake up one day with your partner and he just turns to you and he just like, instead of calling him, instead of calling you like older or G, he just goes, hey, Sandy. <laughs> You'd just be like, what? I'd punch the <laughs> shit out of him. I'd be like, who the fuck is Sandy? Let's go. <laughs> I'll fuck you up. Oh gosh, where was I? That distracted Probably not. Me. I'd be like, where's Sandy? Let's bring her in. <laughs> Okay, yes. Okay, yeah. So Ari's like, like, no, when are you going to kiss me? And he's like, he's like, Juliet, you asked me to do this. There's no turning back. Like, that's it. Like, so tell me now, like, tell me once, like, make sure that like you want this because after this, like, that's where this is it. Like, I'm, you're going to be mine. I'm going to be consumed by you. You're going to be consumed with me. And they kiss and it's like fireworks and tsunamis. I am right now. (laughs) This is magic! There's thunder crashing and there's lightning strikes and the whole world comes together and they just, oh, they fall together in, like, blissful harmony. They're just doing, oh, and then that's the moment where they first sort of officially become a couple. And then we come up to a camping trip and that's when they first start to do a little sexy time, which is very nice. Can I ask about the logistics with the camping trip? How was his tent set up? So he had a tent in the back of his pickup truck. So it's one that... So I thought it was... Yeah, no, no, no. Like on the truck bed itself. Yeah, 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 on the back of the pickup truck. Like on the truck bed. So it was on like the back part of the truck. That makes sense. Confuse me so much. So just like, so you just imagine like a tent, but you put it like on the bed of a truck. So you're off the ground. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah. So they go on their camping trip. They do a little touchy feely, but no, no, you know, no whole hog, no full, full penetration yet. Time sort of keeps on going. I can't really remember what they're doing. I think this this is the the perfect place to. Allude what happens to the camping trip with this wonderful quote by Cam. Oh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. I fucking love Cam. Can we just preempt this that we all love Cam? We all love Cam. Cam is the best. Cam is the best thing that happened to this book, for me at least. I fucking love Cam. Um, So after they spend a little bit of time in his tent together and then walk back to the rest of the group, Ari sits down next to Cam and Cam turns over and he says, he played puppet with your puss, didn't he? (laughs) She also said... Um, did you hump the humble hottie and, oh, a hickey from Kaniki. And I love that saying purely because we used to say it in high school. You guys are younger than me, so you probably never used to say it. But like, if you had a hickey on your neck when you were walking around in high school, one of the girls would like scream out and be like, oh, a hickey from Kaniki is like a Hallmark card, <laughs> like from Greece. And I love that saying so much. I love and it that. reminds me, or they would change it to like postage stamp because it was like literally. 
Oh, love Kaniki from Greece. Shout out to Kaniki if you're listening. Love you. <laughs> I also, the quote that I picked was also from the camping trip and it also mainly comes from Cam. So that's lovely. And so she says, the sea isn't only for captain, it's for capable cook and considerable cock. <laughs> <laughs> She is the best part of this book, I swear to God. She's so funny. Oh, gosh, yeah, she is. She's the best. Okay, yeah, so after the camping trip, they're just sort of cooking, they're hanging out, they're getting to know one another. And so Ari also finds out that Noah's mum has had two strokes in the past, and so she is in full-time residential care in in a rehabilitation centre that's attached to the local hospital. And so Noah has, like, no other family. He doesn't really have like mini friends aside from the guys on the football team so she feels quite not like bad for him but like her heart like bleeds for his tortured soul because she has like a big family you know and he's like all alone he's just got his mom but he's so nice to his mom and she loves them and then shit just keeps on going on they fuck eventually you know there's a little bit of spice thrown in there this is sort of like the middle the middle sort of like plot filling slash relationship building part of the book and then that scene was hot, but the first time he banged her. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. It was really Can well we sh- written. Yeah, I love it. Can we yeah. shout out to the Consent King Noah? Yes, Consent yes. King Noah. I love Consent in freaking books. Yeah. It's so good. Like my least favorite books are the ones which don't have any consent. So they drive me nuts. But Noah, I was like, yes, yeah. you do it. So That's good. how you have sex. You ask for consent. Yes, even though um, reading books is ethical porn, by the way, just a disclaimer, reading books is better than watching books unless you're watching it on the right websites. But like, you should still show people how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And this is how it's done. It's like, it's like good education. You know, like if, a, Absolutely. if, a, if, if I had a daughter and she was like 15 and she was like, mom, I want to read a smutty book that teaches me about sex. I'd show her this book because I was like, this is what you should be expecting from, from your Absolutely. Noah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And ethical porn is like so important. This is another reason why we're doing the podcast. Like reading porn is so much better than watching it because at least you know that nobody is being put in a situation that they don't want to be put in. Exactly. And so, yeah, shit keeps on going. And then eventually they have like a bit of a sexy scene in the gym and in the gym, which is used by the whole football team. Um, So Chase ends up walking out on them and Ari sort of like uses the fact that he saw her with Noah as like a weapon against him. You know, she comments on it to make him to demean him, to make him feel bad. And then she instantly feels, like, super bad about it afterwards. And Noah's, like, he's not pissed, but he's, like, super upset because she's just sort of, like, devalued this experience that they've had together. And he's like, look, I just need you to, like, take some time to yourself and figure out what it is that you want because I don't want to get any further into this with you if you're still in love with him because I can't handle that. So she's, like, super upset. They part. They go back to being... You know, she's like, she's crying herself to sleep every night. She's waiting for messages from him. She's just a wreck because she's like, what the fuck have I done? Like, why did I do that? She realizes... She's really highly emotional. She's very emotional. And so she realizes that, like, Noah is the one that she wants because Chase didn't have, like, the courage to fight for her when she loved him. And now she's found someone better. That's the only reason why Chase is, like, kicking up a wee bit of a fuss because he kind of is at this point. He's sort of like what are you doing? Like, you know, we can, we can make this work, blah, blah, blah. And so she goes to confront Chase at a party. Uh, she sends Noah a text laying out her feelings for him. Um, Mason at the party finds out that Chase took her virginity. They start fighting. Ari's oh, drunk. Shit. Everyone's screaming. It's a shock. Out. It's, it's a a showdown. Showdown. This is like uh, this is our climax. WWE, we're ready. Let's yeah. go. This is the climax of all of these like feelings that have been building for ages. She's like, "Fuck this! I'm drunk. I'm sad. I need to get out of here. All I want is Noah, and this is bullshit." She starts walking away. Guess who's coming towards her? It's our own lovely Noah. And so she's like, oh my god, oh my god, Noah. You know, like, she's like, oh my god, please. And he's like, did you mean everything that you said in in the message? And she's like, yes. And then she goes to cross the street and bam, gets hit by a car. Okay. Didn't she, like, run away? Okay, 
that bit confused me. This is why I didn't rate the book very well. <laughs> because she's like, I'm going to start running because this is fun. And then she gets hit by the car. No, she's running because she's just like, oh my God, no, wait, you're here for me. You're not mad at me. Oh, so she he runs. Was across he the was road. across the road. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I thought she saw him on the same side of the road and then just decided to start running and it confused <laughs> me so much. Why the fuck okay, would she I, do that? I don't know. The book confused me. I rated a four now because that was like a huge downfall <laughs> for me. <laughs> Oh god! Sorry, guys. I retract my original rating. Oh my god, that's so funny. I didn't get. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't make sense to me the way that I read it because I went over it like two or three times and I didn't realize that he was across the road. Oh no! You got- yeah, he was like down the street. Yeah. So she like and runs. She like starts street, runs to- like. She runs like diagonally. Oh, like, oh. yeah. yeah. Hit by a Look- car. Sorry, guys. Logistics. I needed to understand that bit a little bit. This is a PSA. I don't care how much you love somebody. Look both ways before you cross the street. (laughs) Hundo. Hundo. All right. And so, bam, she cuts to everybody at the hospital waiting for her, right? She hasn't woken up yet. She's covered in bruises. And then they put her in, like, a medically induced coma. It's all very stressful, just fraught with tension the the whole time. She wakes up, I think it's like 11 days later. I think that was yeah, about what it is. Yeah. And she like sort of wakes up and she goes like, Mason, he's like right there, you know. And Noah's like, oh my God, baby, open your eyes for me, Juliet. I love you. And she sort of like looks at him. She's sort of you. looking around. And then, oh my gosh, it's like, oh my, it's like heartbreaking. I'm like trying to like, oh my God. I hate this. I'm myself hate up to say on. it. I'm gearing myself up to say it. So from she- from, from here, here on, on, I hate the fucking book. From here I'm just on, saying that straight up. Yeah, so like pre this point, it's like a normal sort of romance book. From this point, it is like the, it's just sadness. It's just sadness. Even when it's happy, it's sad. It's just happy, sad. And so. Fucking devastating. I cried she's, so much. She's obviously like, she's super confused. So she's not saying much because she's just come out of a coma, you know, a medically induced coma. She's not saying much. She's sort of just like looking around. People are sort of talking at her. The doctor comes in and he's like, we managed to fix you up. We managed to do this and this and this. But you went into like hypovolemic shock. And, she, and then he's like, I'm so sorry, Ari. Like, all right, Ariana, Miss Johnson, you lost the baby. And she's like. That's so heavy. What? That's so know. heavy. And then. Oh my god. The bomb gets dropped. After that bomb. I know. After that bomb, then the bomb gets dropped. When she turns. Oh, this is the worst. She reaches her arm out and she goes, Chase. She goes, Chase, we lost our baby. And Noah's like, (laughs) oh my my god. God. Suffering right now. Noah, like. When I read that, I nearly threw my Kindle across the room (laughs) because I just went through so much in that sentence it was so much it was it was just like just bombs after bombs it was i was shell-shocked i have i have shell-shocked now and so noah literally like collapses there's people holding him up because he like he realizes that she has amnesia (laughs) and i feel like this is a great time to point out that romance novels have a much higher rate of amnesia than i think is in the world it's a, it's a, I feel like it's a semi-common trope. I always come across I have amnesia, amnesia whenever books. Josh asks me to, um, to unpack the dishwasher. <laughs> I all of a sudden have like intense the, amnesia. The selective amnesia. Yeah. And selective so, hearing amnesia, it's all the same. And like this, then this is just where shit just starts getting fucked. Like she decides, Ari decides that she wants to go back to the beach house, you know, where they were in the summer to just sort of convalesce and, you know, feel better. Everybody goes with her. Noah goes with her, even though at this point she's like, hey, Noah, that guy that I met on the beach one time. (laughs) So he's just, (laughs) he's just living in the house with them. And then, you know, Chase is, Chase is, this is the point where I think most people begin to be like, Chase, you fuck. Because he just starts, he starts making moves on her. Because now she doesn't remember Noah. So he's like, oh yeah, now I've got my fucking shot. Now that she's been hit by a car and has amnesia, instead of like letting her discover things in her own time, I'm going to be a snake. I'm going to snake on in here. I know that she was happy with Noah, but hey, my turn. This is my sign from God. And so he starts taking her out. He takes her to like their football gala, which she had originally planned to go to with Noah, which is just so sad because she ends up 
accepting an award for Noah on his behalf because he didn't go because he was too depressed. This book is sad. She also didn't realize why she was. Yeah, go on. Sorry, the worst part of the football gala is when Chase pulls her up to dance and then kisses her in front of everybody when everybody thinks that she's still with Noah. And then when she's confused and is like, why is everybody looking at me like I'm awful? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. They're not looking at you. How bad is that? Like he pulls her into the middle of the dance floor before anybody else gets up to dance and starts kissing her. And she said like, I think it's like, it's like Ari like looked around at like people's faces, like catching people's eyes, like and some of the gazes weren't friendly. And she just has no fucking idea what's going on. She has amnesia. And he's just they asked her to Yeah, he's just accept the award and she had no idea why. Like the whole thing was just really uncomfortable. It's very strange, eh? Well, so we, I feel like as well we need to disclose that she was the one that decided that nobody tell her anything that's like happened in the time that she has lost her memory. So she's lost her memory since like pretty much the time that she left the beach house. So her whole first semester of college. And so if that happened to you, would you want to know? I don't know. No. I don't know. Cause I, I don't I would, I'd be like, tell me everything right now because I have huge control issues. It would have to be like from somebody that I trust. Like I wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't, I would have like, I would, it would only be like one person that would be, I'd be like, mum, you tell me everything. I wouldn't like, I don't know if I'd trust anybody else. So your mum knows everything about you because my mum sure as shit only knows 20%. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, me, my feeling my mum does know everything. My mum's like a real bro. She's just like a oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Fair enough. My mum, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think she makes a really good point in the book though, where she's like, I don't want other people to tell me because I don't want other people's emotions of the event to influence my emotions. And that's yeah, a really good enough. point because... For example, if, like, in this case, um, you'd done something wrong, you can just completely avoid that situation from their memory by pretending to tell them the full story, which is kind of what Chase did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's completely right. Um, And then, oh, yeah, so there's the football gala. She's just sort of, like, she's really struggling because all she's ever really wanted is, like, to be a mum, and she didn't like know that she was pregnant obviously then she has amnesia and she lost the baby she like figures out like she's mason sort of like tells her like not tells her that it isn't chase's baby but like she didn't she doesn't really ask about it she doesn't really like go into she doesn't want to know like whose baby it is um and then throughout all of this noah's mum passes away which is heartbreaking. so heartbreaking. And that was the worst bit. For it me. was, and Megan Brandy that was heartbreaking. Did the classic author thing where the chapter starts and you're reading it, and you think that it's Noah's funeral for like a page and a half before obviously Ari sees him and he's all like sad but so happy that she's. I didn't there. think that because Betty thought that she messaged me about it thinking Noah think died. That? I I don't know if I read this. I've read a different book, but for me it was <laughs> like a line. immediately a line. I thought his mum died because of the conversation he had with her before they left. There's like there's like a line where Ari's like walking into yes. the funeral and she's like she's like I think this is what Noah would have wanted. No, and I also know. there's something where he I know, like, I remember that. But, she, but I'm I'm talking about like the last time he saw his mum, couldn't you tell that she was gonna die? Because she was like, I'm really happy right now. That for me was like, okay, she's about to die. Oh uh, no, so I just took that as like she her managed getting to bitter. like go in the wheelchair. No, for me, I knew it straight up that that bitch was <laughs> oh, gonna die. God. And I knew that it was happening. That's why when the funeral came along, I'm like, okay, she died. Yeah. Oh, but the thing that got me is that the first part of that chapter, there's like a bit where um it says that Ari's walking up to Noah with his arms crossed and his eyes closed. God. And I was like, oh, he's in a coffin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's in his burial pose. I don't know. Yes. I only it, remember the conversation it's his body. he had with his mum. It's his body ready for viewing. <laughs> with his yeah, arms crossed and his eyes closed. Exactly. Is like, that here like Dracula? around with their hands crossed. No, he's like arms crossed. I think his arms. Yeah, oh, like, just arms like arms crossed. Like, yeah. Man, but I'm, like my head went arms crossed. The visuality in this book isn't working for me. I'm getting very confused. There were so <laughs> many things that confused me in this book. I don't know if I just wasn't getting it, but I definitely thought it was the mum mm. because of the last conversation. Yeah. And then so 
and then the funeral happens and then Ari keeps on like getting these sort of like weird like uneasy feelings sometimes when Chase is like talking to her you know trying to like do something nice for her and like one of them which I feel like is like a major moment is when she eventually goes back to her college dorm room which she shares with Cam and she goes into her room Chase comes in to say goodbye and she realizes that Chase has never been in her room before and it's like that's and she's like describes like this feeling of like uneasiness that she has because Chase is sort of like trying to pass it off like they've been building their relationship throughout these months that she's lost in her mind. I hate Chase. Chase is a Chase is like a like a little bit predatory. Such a piece of shit. Yeah. But also like oh what God. a really delicate, subtle thing to pick up on, as in like someone hasn't been in your room before. Like I know me. It would go over my head. <laughs> yeah. It would <laughs> just be gone. Not notice. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I know I've never been in that situation where I've got amnesia and I don't know if somebody's been <laughs> in my room or not, so I can't really comment. <laughs> and so, and then so she's like, "Look, I just need like some time to like reacclimate, like reacclimate myself to like my room and my life." Because she remembers like nothing about moving into this room, so it's like, you know, she's sort of freaked out. It's like a lot to take in. And then she looks, and on her wall is her calendar, like her wall planner, and like smack bang in the middle, surrounded in hearts, is a football gala with Noah. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And Cam comes in, and Cam is like, oh my fucking god, I'm so sorry, I forgot. And she's like, what the fuck is this? And she's like shaking it. And Cam goes to her closet and opens it and reveals this beautiful gown that's the exact same shade of blue as Noah's eyes. And Ari just loses it. She's crying. She's freaking that's out. That's so the hating game. That's <laughs> yeah. so the hating game. How Have you guys read it? How the eyes was the same color as the wall? I think it's... Like every time. I think it's like on my to-be-read list, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah. That's... So like in the hating game, just to recap, he they obviously hate each other. It's like the perfect enemies to lovers, but there's like a scene where she walks into the room and she loves his wall and she can't figure out why, but in the end they find out it's because of the color of her eyes because he was looking at it every, like sitting across from her every day. And it was his favorite color and he wore the same shirt, like, every Wednesday of the colour of her eyes and that's what it reminded me of was the hating game. It's very sweet. eh? I think. I love it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she's like, man, what the fuck? And so she gets up runs to Noah's house, shows him the calendar, and she's like, it was you, like, you were the one that I was with, like, everybody keeps on, you know, I keep on feeling like I'm missing someone, people are, like, saying all this stuff, it's, like, not quite making sense, but, like, we were together, and he's like, yes, Juliet, we were together, and it's all very, it's all, like, very strange, she's still not, like, 100% sure about stuff, but they stay up all night, and they're chatting, and they're talking, I don't know, shit just starts to get, like, super weird, and then she notices in her calendar that she has like it was like it was like pick up order from blah 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 and then there's like an address. So she goes out there to pick up the order and she picks it up and she's like talking and then the woman at the counter is like Oh, and a woman came by as well to like leave this like note for you, like you need to go here to pick something up, like for for when you showed up to pick up this order. It's all like very complicated this whole bit. But anyway, she follows the note. And she goes back, it ends up leading her back to the rehabilitation center that Noah's mum was living in before she died. And she sees Noah's mum's nurse, Kathy, who she remembers her name without, like, needing to be told. So you can kind of see, like, some bits are starting to click into place. And Kathy hands her an envelope and it ends up being a letter from Noah's mum to Ari, like, thanking her. Oh, letter. Thanking her oh, fuck, for that's where I had a yeah. major breakdown. That's when I started crying like, like real bad. Thanking her for like loving her son because she was so afraid that like because when he was growing up it was just the two of them and like she didn't want him to like be alone after she died and Ari was like there for like you know Ari like loves him and he loves her and she's just so happy that like her son has somebody to spend his life with and I think after that her memory just like snaps into place and she's like are you fucking kidding me and so she goes and she finds Noah in his favorite like in his favorite spot in the world which is like the place where him and his mom had a picnic one time and they remember everything together it's beautiful it's sweet and then in the epilogue she relives all of their missed holidays together so they do Christmas and New Year's and Valentine's Day all together and it's just like this it's so cute 
it's so sweet. It's like it's like sugary sweet. It's saturated and it's so good. And yeah, it ends on a very happy note. All right, so I think we should kick off a little bit of the discussion with what our favorite parts of the book were. So, do you want to get us started, Ola? Sure. My favorite part was a person, not like a specific part. So I'm going to do it a little bit differently, but mine was just Noah as a person. Like he was, oh, he was just like amazing. He was the perfect book boyfriend. Um, There was like not one single bad bone in this person's body. Like in every other book I've read, there's at least one shitty thing that the guy does. He did nothing shitty. Like he got drunk once. But that wasn't even that shitty. Like, he was mourning his relationship with Ari. Like, oh, anyway, I was, like, madly in love with him. He was, like, he just waited. Like, he knew that she was in love with somebody else and he just waited it out. And it was just so romantic. I loved it so much. That was my fate. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I think that we can all agree that Noah is just an absolute angel. He is just, oh, 10 out of 10, Noah. I'd die for you, Noah. Ultimate book boyfriend. Ultimate book boyfriend. That is my favorite bit. It's just Noah as a person. Nice. Because you never get like the perfect guy. You always get like the shitty guy and the perfect chick. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it was like such a nice change. Yeah. And what about you, Betty? What was your favorite bit? Mine's kind of along a similar vein because mine was just um, consent. (laughs) (laughs) I just love. I just love when books come up with like creative ways to express that consent is being given. Yeah, yeah, it is good, isn't it? And like quite like realistic ways. You know, that is something that you would do like if you were sort of meeting someone for the first time and like falling in love with them. You'd be like, is this okay? Like if you if you want to do this, like let me know because like this is what I want. And like once we do this, like I want you to know that Absolutely. I'm all in, you know? And the same way just in like they're like smart scenes. Mm-hmm. like just those smart scenes in themselves like he'd be like show me where you want me to touch yeah yeah <laughs> very fun very good. oh and my that's god the i love noah well. megan brandy wrote noah so well because like he's so nice you think he might be like a bit too nice to get away with the smart scenes but he like he's good at them you know He's, he's very good. He's grabbing her ass. He's moving her around. He's fucking, he's giving her a big O's. Shaking her. Yeah. He's, he's the. Get them O's, girl. Yeah. He's like a nice guy, but he's like a tiger in the sheets. I just appreciate oh, that. shit, G. Get into <laughs> it. <laughs> I would say that my favorite part of the book is the relationships between the main characters so like the not just the relationship between Ari and Noah but the relationship between her and Cam like their friendship is amazing Cam's friendship with her brother her relationship with her brother even though he's like a bit of a dick sometimes like just the dynamics was it was captured so well and I really feel like a lot of the time when you read a book it can come across as a little bit like you're like like you're seeing things from the main character's point of view and you only see like the the relationship shooting off from that person but with this book it really captured the dynamic of the whole group which was super interesting and quite like fulfilling it really filled out the edges of the book which was great um and i think following our favorite parts because we do we do really have some some good things to say about this book i think we'll follow that up with our least favorite parts so Betty do you want to kick us off what was your least favorite part the first 10 chapters of the book oh yeah five how do you have the first 10 it's because there was no smart isn't it no it's because it was just completely unnecessary it's characters that we never hear for see again storylines that aren't like who cares about Peyton's pregnancy like nobody like the, the cousins once. and shit confused me. I just kind of part, skipped over that. I did not get it. Yeah, that's it. why. It just felt like super unnecessary. Also, um, I do love this book. It was, I think it was just a little bit too long. Yeah, I think it could have been condensed in some areas. Some parts could have been left out, specifically the first 10 chapters. <laughs> like the, that that entire beach, that entire like beach scene at the beginning probably could have been two chapters they go to the beach they have fun she sleeps with chase 
end of like that's all that happened there but it like spanned over like 10 chapters i think the thing with the Peyton though was because she had a baby right and then after they lost the baby it was like a big deal that noah was going to see the baby yeah it was a big deal that ari was going to see the baby oh ari i thought that noah went to go see the baby no it was her and then she um after she'd sort of like gotten over like a bit of her trauma about losing the baby then she offered to feed him for Peyton, which was like quite sweet but But, like um, that could have been there that could have without been there the without knowing, yeah. but yeah. yeah, or knowing that like the dad's, um, the dad to the baby had died previously, or like, yeah, that's why did we need to, to be me. there for her giving birth? Like, none yeah. of that was like really important to the story. So I think like it's... me, because yeah, because I've I did a little bit of like like research into this, and so I haven't read any other of Megan Brandy's books, but I will also say that the least favorite part of the book for me was the beginning, and the reason for that, and the whole like sort of random characters and cousins floating around, is because it's part of the same world as a duet that Megan Brandy has written that's about her cousin and um and his like fiance in this book getting together, and then also about Parker, who's Peyton's brother getting with someone so it all sort of exists in the same world but if you haven't read the it's called the it's called the fumbled futures juliet and so if you haven't read those two books these characters when you're first introduced to them and say you swear don't make much sense at all it's like just so much information so many names you're trying to learn all at once while you're trying to get to know the main characters there's already five main characters and six if you include Noah like Noah like that's a lot of people to get to know you don't need all of these people right at the beginning like if you've read the duet previously it's probably like really great you know it's probably amazing but I feel like a lot of people as a standalone yeah as a standalone it just doesn't it doesn't work very well yeah my least favorite part was Chase and how he didn't get any repercussions for his actions other than getting punched in the face once. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he was allowed to get away with so much shit when she had amnesia and nobody was saying anything and that did not make sense to me. I just don't understand how nobody was calling him out for his shit. Like he was acting like a complete dick. He tricked her into a relationship thinking that they were together before that and that he was madly in love with her and nobody said anything about it. It's super shitty. Like what a shitty human. And then they like kind of made him look okay in the end because he was like, Oh, I'm really sorry. You should be with Noah. No, you acted super shitty. She forgave you, but she shouldn't have because nobody actually reprimanded you for your shitty behavior. I keep saying shitty, but I actually really hate this character. <laughs> it is so shitty. much. Uh- this is why you don't sign leases with friends. Yes. <laughs> like how, like at the beginning they were like, he was such a good guy. And then it just like went from, you know, decent guy taking care of her to just like the worst possible human for me. It's very like, strange. Eh? Cause he goes yeah. from like, he goes from like leaving her after taking her virginity. Right. And you're just like, Oh, it's just like a sort of classic, like it's not going to work. Yeah. Like he, he like, you know, like you don't, and it's just awkward. It's just right? awkward. Like, like you feel bad for her, but you're also like, Oh, like he doesn't want to like ruin the friendships with everyone. Yeah. But the behavior but he that he, like yeah, the behavior that shithole. he did, like the behavior that he exhibits later is like on the verge of being like predator like it's strange it's manipulative and it's really weird um so i think we'll go ahead and talk about our favorite smut scenes because let's be honest the only reason why we read these books is for the spice and so i want to start with this one because i want to say that my favorite smut scene is her ari and noah in the gym before, before Chase walks in because the way that Megan Brandy builds up to it it's like Ari like perving on him he's like working out and he's all focused and she's like describing like the sweat dripping down his body and he like he knows that she's watching him and he's like teasing her and it's so good and then he gives her like really good head in the gym and it's like oh very nice. 10 out of 10. Can I just fun. say, my favorite part of that is the fact that he went down on her after she went for a run. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is a big part. Like, that, fuck me. That is some serious dedication to a human. You know that they're dedicated to you if they're going to go down on you after you went to the, the gym. mirror bit, though? Oh, yes. stop. Yeah. 
Oh, so good. Oh. And he licked. He like licks her sweat, and he's like, mm, "I love how you taste." Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like she went running, and then he went down on her. I fucking love it. That's true love. And what about you, Bet? Has to be the tent scene. Oh, oh nice. It's a good one. It is good. It's a good the one. Scene. I like that all just... of our favorite smut scenes, like they weren't even really like actual sex scenes. They were just really, really no. well done, like like oral it's and just then, like fingering like, scenes. In the tent scene, he was like you take the lead so I know what you're comfortable with and she was like fucking watch me <laughs> <laughs> Betty's like consent is sexy Betty's the consent queen if anyone <laughs> Betty's been crowned the consent queen today yeah I would like to we're not making fun of Betty for like liking consent we're no, just making fun of Betty in it. general <laughs> no no we love it we it's do. so important we do. it's just it's it's just so rare for a good smart book to be so obsessed with consent and it makes my heart happy because I'm thinking like future generations they read their smart and it's like teaches them unconventional but conventional consent so wonderful isn't it there should definitely be more like there should definitely be more scenes like that in this day and age like in nearly every single book unless it's a consensual non-consensual like sex scene in really dark romances but otherwise it should in every single book it should be like is this okay are you okay do you want me to do this do you not want me to do that because it's not unsexy that's the other thing like it is still a really hot sex scene if there is consent involved that's There's so nothing true. more sexy than communication and noah is Absolutely. the king of communication as well yeah. the when he goes to her and he like pulls her aside and he's like I think you need to take some time to like work out your feelings. That was the sexiest part of the book. <laughs> That's oh, a bold Betty, statement. Steamy. <laughs> Have you guys got any major thoughts that you wanted to share as well before we before we wrap things up? I just hate Chase. That's my major thought of the day. I hate Chase, love Noah. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, I love you, Noah. I fucking hate you, Chase. <laughs> nice. that's, we, no, we that's should start. summary we, of the day. That'll be our first thing in our merch store. Yeah. <laughs> I love Noah. I Fuck hate you, Chase. Chase. <laughs> On the front, I love you, Noah. On the back, fuck you, Chase. <laughs> fucking hate Chase. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in today. We had such a good time and please stay tuned for next week because we're going to be getting Melissa Teo, the creator and co-founder of Booksbacked and Bang Book Club. And she is so cool and so funny and she's a huge part of the Smut community. So yeah, tune in next week because we'll all be very excited. Bye. Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team. Mm-hmm.